0: Are you ready? It's showtime, folks!
1: Do I have everybody's attention now?
0: We are the nation! Give me a hell yeah! Yes! What? Yes! What? Pollard! Embrace the vision. We
1: want the smoke! Everybody's got a price! With the benefit
0: of those with flash photography! With a tear in my eye! The cream of the crop. But, 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 but life,
1: Hey yo! You just made the list! I am a the man!
0: Yeah! Woo! Not the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. This is such good shit.
1: Let's just get down to business. We'll shoot from the hip.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wrestle Nation, pro wrestling talk for people who talk pro wrestling. This is the official podcast of N.E.W. talking about all the happenings in the newest pro wrestling organization in the Pacific Northwest, as well as breaking down the world of WWE, NXT, AEW, and more. My name is Jay Bowman, and I'm joined by award-winning New York Times journalist Mr. Wyatt Aren't the Stanchion Wyatt? How are you? Hold on, I'm not. I'm not ready yet. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on.
0: Okay, I'm ready, boys. I'm ready. Sunglasses are on. I'm ready to talk to you two losers, and I'm having a good beer to get that's, through it. So,
2: it's, it's a great flourish for a podcast to dramatically put on your sunglasses when nobody can see you. So thanks for bringing the show to a grinding halt. They, they, they heard the wind whistling by the microphone. I bet
1: that's one of his awards his best visual gags on an audio medium.
0: Did I win an award from Greece for that? Sure. Am I proud of it? Yeah, I'm pretty proud of it. So thank you again. Oh, it's
2: Greece now. Look at this guy conquering Europe. This is incredible.
0: One one country at a time.
2: (laughs) We are also joined by the third man, the architect, Mr. As Always, the man of a thousand nicknames, uh, Mike Paris, the Gotcha King. I can't remember what nickname he had last week, but I know it was Hmm. good.
1: Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good
2: addition. But uh, guys... It was a little touch and
1: go on whether or not we were going to be able to pull together tonight's recording, but when I heard we were, I raced to this microphone uh, faster than Jeff Hardy racing to the aid of
2: Matt Hardy. So not very fast yeah, at I, all. Yeah, I, I danced my way first.
0: down. <laughs> a, little, a little delay tonight, but yeah, fair enough.
2: Soaking in the reaction of just, you know, of being there. Like, your man's getting killed here. Come on. Coming up the stairs on, of my house. na 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 and the great thing about that is you can play that music all you want and not get sued because it's public domain, apparently. That's a smart move, by way. We can put it on the podcast and not get kicked off of Spotify.
0: Oh, my Holy God, shit. Jay. Jay, <laughs> <laughs> find Jay. that song.
2: <laughs> um, all right. Well, first thing before we get to the wide world of wrestling, we are going to talk about what's going on in Nation Extreme Wrestling. It's the new segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tickets for NEW6 on April 7th at the Harbor Convention Center are still on sale. Go to NationExtremeWrestling.com for tickets. Uh, front row sold out, though. Sorry, Jeez. you're not going to be able to sit front row. Yep, you lost out. It's on you. It's That's on you. That's it. you, you got to be right on there for those on-sales. But uh, as we saw from NEW5, still an awesome, awesome selection of seats. doesn't matter where you are. It seems like the wrestlers, they're going to find you. They're going to battle in the crowd. That state of emergency versus uh, Reloaded opening is still just very top of mind for me and just a wild way to start off that show. Is uh, Reloaded still due? Uh, what's your due list? We're going to have a due list. Like Who's due right now? Is it is it Parm or is it I'm, Reloaded? I'm st- who's due more? I'm staying firm with Reloaded is due. But here's the thing. One of the fake disguised Reloaded people was Parm. So tangentially, all those folks were due. So, uh, but yes, my main due is Reloaded is due uh Wyatt who do you feel is due in any w like the do-do guidelines yet because like is it, it, if I think state of emergency is due
0: for a title I think that's true but they're not like losing like I don't want to pick Evan Rivers like he's never due for anything but I could because yeah i picked pick a loser <laughs> but I want to pick the winner here save emergency and like yeah they're they're due for
2: a title and I think that's fair that works that's yeah. fair yeah that's absolutely fair uh so Paris you're going to take on Evan Rivers then I was going to but now I feel shamed so no not at
0: all maybe not Evan Rivers is due He's, he's awesome. a hell of a guy. He's a jam-up guy. The L-dandy L of any of is <laughs> He is the
2: L-dandy of any W. Uh, n-
1: how about Nicole Matthews? She, she's taken some hard losses recently. That's, yeah, okay. She could be due for for an up... up. Uh, what? I just Go think up. he's is trying to opinion? apologize.
0: I think you're trying to apologize for that burnt croissant. For the That's what you're trying to do here. <laughs> Don't, like, I see right through you. Just because I have sunglasses on doesn't mean I can't see right through you. I, so I might like.
1: even say that Artie was due, but of course he took a pretty severe injury at, at the last show, so... Yeah, hard to say, and of course those are those are vets who have had their chance in the sun before. So, so I, I, I You're I'm saying here. Matthew should be put out
0: w- to pasture. That's what I'm reading you saying there. Yeah, I you said. said she had her chance. She, she's done.
1: I said she's won a lot before. Yeah, That's yeah all
0: I I she used to win, and she's she's had her time in the sun. It was exactly what you said. She's done. I want to see okay. a, uh,
1: an official reunion of the strays. How about that? And I want to see them be due.
2: I think we should have two categories. Who's due and who's
0: done. Yeah,
2: We already know who, who Paris will pick for done. So Matthews is done. <laughs> yeah. But can't
0: she also be due? Can they be the same person on the list? Oh, <laughs> She's done, but she's due. <laughs>
2: um, now, the matches have been coming out again. This, this whole card wasn't made available on YouTube. The matches have been trickling out one at a time each day. Uh, we're, I think, like six matches in now. Uh, Paris, what have been some highlights for you, or some matches or moments that you've really enjoyed uh, from the uh, from the trickling out of the matches? Well, I gotta
1: say, first and foremost, uh, you and Justin have absolutely hit your stride when it comes to commentary. Some beautiful work coming out there. Thank you. Um, but I, not you, Jack, you, said you. I you're looking right Jesus. at me. How can you tell with the <laughs> shades on? How can you tell who's even looking at you? My anyway, tech shades. Anyway. Uh, but talking about, um, you know, getting the audience, uh, getting those front row seats that are now sold out for the next show, um, you wouldn't be able to catch Eli Serge on that, on that moonsault because that boy landed straight on his feet with such grace and elegance that he was, he was uh, sent, it looked like he was being carried by the, by the, the, what's the, the butter moth man.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> or something, I don't know. <laughs> The chupacabra was helping him out, yeah, and um, that moon was still just oh, that thing was awesome. It was art. What? Yeah, there's
0: a couple of things that stood out,
2: and you know, i um, pull pull the, the curtain back a
0: little bit. I'm not the biggest fan of Evan Rivers. Uh, oh yeah I know I know what a scoop, I what a scoop for the show you're scoop. hearing it here first but in that match you know I, I saw a fire I haven't seen from him before and uh I don't think Adam Ryder you know I think he should look over his shoulder like I'm a little here's the thing I'm a little worried that that F might put this all together like he's like that that, that athlete that's got all the tools right And you're like oh if he ever puts it together you might destroy my team so I'm a little am I a little worried that he might put it together and make me look stupid of course but you know I don't think he's due so I'm not worried anytime soon but should he put it together uh that match concerned me a little bit about uh, you know maybe he's kind of figuring it out and then for another match I really want to see like I need to see Taryn from Accounting taking on Bambi Hall because I've, I've said all along I think taryn has got the hardest hands in the biz but Bambi he's right up there I don't know I, I'm, yeah. I, just, I, need, I need to see both of them go head to head I gotta see it I gotta see it
2: they've been great matches so far but that's one that really has kind of stuck out has been the Taryn from Accounting Zoe Sager and Bambi Hall triple threat which I know a lot of people uh, a lot of people on Twitter were just loving that match and yeah it was it was great I said my piece.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're up to uh, the the tag match, the mixed tag match. Now up on on N E W social medias and YouTube. Uh, so yeah, make sure to check them out. Like, like we were we were having a conversation uh, with Justin Morissette recently, and you know we were talking about how this is some of the best produced indie wrestling out there. So you gotta. You know, you got to seek it out. You got to look at the, the great production that NEW is offering. And it's going to be some of the best from a lighting perspective, from a sound perspective, from a uh, music Inter- perspective, and especially yeah. from a interview. They're not yeah. even why your interviews aren't even attached to the hey, I, NEW show. I have they're team. not even associated I'm with the of... NEW social media.
0: That's bizarre. You're, You're pumping them out things. yourself. This is inflammatory and I probably could sue you. So just be very careful with your next words. I'm just
1: saying. Slander. I'm libel, just saying. You're, all of them. you libel. You're, you seem to be like sneaking in there and just like pretending like you are somehow involved. You just like wear the toque and the glasses and... I know and, you're confused because you just you, tape these for your own little dirty pleasure. i do not really sh- even sure what, what I mean, your purpose, because no one's watching them. Like You, I, you, you never I go to the shows. Them, you wouldn't just, know. You
0: don't know how it works. You're not at the shows for one. So you know, you're know you waiting for YouTube. Congrats. You should be loving my content because it's, it's yeah. accessible on a platform that you can watch. Uh, and and you don't know what it's like to walk around somewhere and have everyone want a PCU. You. Like, you're just Mike Paris. Like, Clive knows what I'm talking about, right? Clive gets it. You don't. So maybe talk to your dad. And, uh, you know, the last event we did yourself. go to together, he was
1: definitely getting mad. Yeah, see, attention everyone knows I Clive's, over. Clive's,
0: <laughs> over. Clive's over. Clive's <laughs> over as hell. Clive's over. Clive is due. Clive's yeah, due. We all
2: agree that Clive is due. <laughs> For sure. Also, if we could not use the word "dirty pleasures" anymore on the show, that also be that also be pretty favorable. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So check out Nation Extreme Wrestling on YouTube. Uh, we've still got several more matches left to go in the next uh, couple of days, and then again, New Six tickets are on sale starting at thirty-five bucks. The matches that have been announced so far: Anton Alexiev versus Travis Williams for the New Championship. Why? We'll find out. A state of emergency is due as they take on the Wise Men for the New Tag Team Titles. And then Sumi Sakai versus KC Spinelli for the women's title. I will say the KC Spinelli Taya Valkyrie match is uh, that's a lot of fun. That's a that's a good match. We're really looking forward to uh, seeing that one again on uh, YouTube. Aside from that, N.E.W. Uh, we're still moving towards April seventh, which will be the next show. But it's been a huge week in the wide world of wrestling. So let's get right to it. We're not even just gonna start with AEW because they're alphabetical. This is this is their week. They uh nailed it. Now apparently Monday Night Raw had a pretty good uh three way tag team title match with something that is added to the upper echelon of RKOs. Did you guys see the Randy on, yeah. on Mr. Gable? Gable RKO? caught in the moonsault uh RKO, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. That's pretty cool. Look good. Sure. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, but outside of that, okay, well, Monday Night Raw was Monday Night Raw. It's a, it's a real uh, yeah. sorry to interrupt.
1: It's a real shame that there is still a lot of talent on WWE, and I don't give a shit. Like that, it's such a, it's an absolute like Gable is awesome. Like the, all the guys involved with that match are awesome. Finn Balor, yeah. I have a fucking Finn Balor painting on my wall, and he's the U.S. champ right now, and I don't care. Like, all these things Na- going Nakamura, down.
2: Nakamura. Yeah. Nakamura, Zane, Owens. Like, there's there's talent there for sure.
0: Well, I mean, <clears throat> WWE spent years telling you that it doesn't matter, right? So, like, they're just kind of reaping what they sowed there. Because, like, it does. It feels like anything they do doesn't matter. And, like, when you talk about, like... Periods of time in wrestling, you'll talk about obviously the Attitude era, even the Ruthless Aggression. You have those moments that kind of felt like they meant something, and you know, even Daniel Bryan's Yes moment. There's moments, but like with WWE, it's been so long since anything really met and anything. The closest they have is yeah, Roman Reigns is thing, but even then, that like unfortunately, started, some of it started in COVID in the Thunderdome, and now even yep. with these people around, it's still he's just. You know, hitting kind of a bit of a John Cena mode, being fed people. Uh, but he's had some good feuds in there, regardless. But it doesn't ma- it doesn't matter. And like they have such talented wrestlers, it doesn't matter. You just kind of like he, I'll remember more about Christian's comeback right now than Edge's, right? Because
2: Christian's yeah. doing stuff that to me means something versus Edge. I don't even know. He's just what's what's happening. I still can't fathom if you were to tell me in 2016 that hey, in 2022, uh, mm-hmm. the only reason that you'll be interested in tuning into WWE programming will be to see Roman Reigns. I'm like you're yeah. you're high and Brock <laughs> Lesnar. That's that's, that's, cool. that's impossible. There's no way. But he's great, and uh, yeah, there's you know other stuff on the show that is pretty good. But yeah, it's it's tough sometimes.
1: And that that Wyatt made a you know tongue in cheek comment just there, but I will agree with him. This is no, I, probably I one of the better one of the better Brock Lesnar's we've seen in, yeah. over the court. Like it's a f- a, he's like making himself Brock. interesting again. And it is yeah. he's developing a cool face character that's actually working and and i i love to think that vince was in the back being like oh they've got this cowboy on the yep. other show uh you're a cowboy right brock you're oh, out there in, in Canadian, saskatoon yeah, saskatoon <laughs> you're 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 wrangling things and shooting things go out there and show them what real cowboy shit looks like huh? Huh? and he huh. did
0: and
2: he did <laughs> and, thank you brock Thank you, Brock. But here's the thing, you talk about things mattering in, like, AEW. Oh, here's Scorpio Sky, who put up this crazy, crazy win streak, you know, mostly on, you know, dark and elevation and that sort of stuff, but won a ton of matches, got himself a TNT title shot, and fucking what? So, uh, yeah, Wyatt, if you're not, like, caught up to Dynamite, Scorpio Sky is the, uh, I saw that. Is Yeah, the yeah. T- TNT title holder. That makes it's sense great. for Warlord
0: to, to, to chase him down, um. Sorry to actually, no, I'm, I'm actually happy to cut off Mike Paris. Uh,
2: yeah, it, it's what I
0: like about that is like, you know, having Waldo kind of, he's obviously a face now, and like, he's fucking Batista to me. We talked right. about it offline, but like, his facial expressions remind me a lot of Batista. Like, he puts everything, so when he's mad, he's mad, but when he's cool, he's cool. Like, he rocks that suit better than anyone on that roster right now. Yep. Sorry, Andrade. He was number one, but now it's fucking Waldo <laughs> for me. I'm sorry. Uh, and just like, even his moveset and his power, like, people are getting behind him, like, they can't contain him. So, yeah, him going against kind of like a stable of sorts, like, so like, he doesn't win right away, but has a lot of opposition in his way and gets
2: to beat yeah. people up. Perfect. Ethan Page is gonna get fucked up big time in this video. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. He's the one guy going, oh no.
1: Yeah, I hadn't thought about uh Warlow's facial expressions until you pointed it out, Wyatt. And it is like it is just perfect and and he's got a great look. I'm sure WWE would love to back up the money truck to get Warlow because he is oh, a WWE type. He is he is Vince type, right? Um But yeah, I the only thing I find interesting about this is the TNT title is starting to lose its luster a little bit with how much it does get tossed around. Um, and it does feel like it changes hands more than it needs to. Um, but I I appreciate them putting it on someone that they feel could do a better program with, with Wardlow, if that's the direction we're going.
2: Yeah, and I just wish they would just, hey, one belt, I don't know what the fucking... Per- Imagine if after WrestleMania ten. Razor Ramon carried around two Intercontinental titles for like six months. Like no, you, you unified them. It's the one now. I don't know what's going on here. And yes, they're slightly different, but hopefully Scorpio Sky. He had his moment. He raised both. Hell, maybe this is just building up to Wardlow raising two titles, and that's what their end game has been this and entire he's time. Use them together at the same time. Oh, with <laughs> his just bare hands, yeah. like he just them <laughs> crushes them together, and then kind of like a you the know, anti-Brian Cage. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, we'll talk first about uh, Revolution. Uh, the AEW pay-per-view that happened this past Sunday. They only do four of these things a year, so they do their best to make them special. Um, I would say it's a great, great show. But maybe a little exhausting as far as how much great was on the show, because I was gassed like three matches in just watching it, because we opened with Jericho Kingston, and then it was, I think the ladder match was second or third, oh, the the tag match, and then the face of the Revolution ladder match. There's your first three matches, and those are all great, but it was very tiring.
0: Yeah, sometimes less is more. And I think we all appreciate the emotional sterilizers being told. But if you have like a lot of them, some of those matches aren't going to get the level of investment from the fans they deserve because they're tired. Right. Like it's not going to be the same impact. So obviously Jericho Kingston had that. and I think going first definitely helped it. And that was my favorite match of the night. But had that been later in the show, it might not have been because it was helped by the crowd being so into it and then feeding off it. Right. But, you know, again, like Punk and MJF told a great story, but it wasn't necessarily the greatest match. But it told, like, if you think about it in terms of it being an awesome storyline, it's all going to fit. Like, that was cool. What happened? Like, he's going back to his past, whatever. Like, he's going to be that that bad guy now. Who knows? So there's a lot of good stuff, a lot of good storyline stuff. But, yeah, it was a long pay-per-view, honestly. Like, a little too long for me.
1: You you can tell that um, they in the in the golden era of NXT, they used to talk about the NXT takeovers like it was um, you know, they were always trying to one up the match previous, right? It was everyone was mm-hmm. trying to be the best match on the card. and that was what drove that competitive nature and drove such great product coming out of that time. And it feels like that's the same thing here because every match seemed to like, try to level up the last one and that kind of added to that exhaustion because every match was at least you know 20 minutes and then every match had such high spots and high moments and that that it did get, get quite a bit and then and then a poor like I I like both of these people but like the Jade Cargill and uh Tay Conti match just seemed seemed kind of lackluster when you got to it because it wasn't as as high highs as the rest of everything. And, and it makes you kind of feel bad for those talents because they they kind of seem lesser than uh, based on the insaneness that was the rest of the card.
2: Yeah, well, I'm sure Jade Carr goes back there going, fuck, this has been a really good card so far. How about this? We're going to kiss at the start of this thing. And that'll get people excited. And it did. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's kissed on this show yet. That's what we'll do. We'll yeah. make out. <laughs>
0: I mean, there, there's a reason that Big Show has a spot in these shows. You know, give them a spot for that one-minute match, and it's fine. Like, there is a reason to have some of these matches that are, you know, palate cleansers and kind of yeah. space out a bit. And even then, though, I don't think I would have saved last night's show because it was. It was just so heavy. There's so many matches. And and like Paris said, they were, like, going all out. And, again, like, a lot of it paid off. And But just in terms of, like, always wanting that crowd to be invested, like – I do want, you know, a bit of a, a tighter show. Again, this is just complaining about like small things. It's not like I'm like they were, they dropped the ball, but what? I
2: just kind of went, yeah, <laughs> what a dumb company. What a company. problem to have. <laughs> this
0: show has
2: too, a, too many, many excellent <laughs> matches and too many great storylines cuz yeah, by the time you get to like Mox Danielson, you're just Oh my goodness, oh, That's you're just here. Mox. That's not that's not. Oh, that's that's, yeah, that's okay. just Mox Yeah, that's yeah, what he does. Nice dovetail. Uh, Paris, <laughs> what are some other matches that you really really liked on uh, on the Revolution card? oh i liked um
1: i don't even know what the form of the form of the match was it was a trios match sting jumping off the
0: the balcony yeah. end, like, oh the like Sting. sting.
2: Like, that was the cool down match that was the one right before the main event if i'm not mistaken yeah, right yeah yep fuck <laughs> yeah and like once again just
1: one upping uh everything yeah. we've seen before i thought the ladder match had a lot of cool spots to it um it did feel a little spotty though. Like it, it was like definitely. Yep. Yeah. Um, and same with the tag match. I enjoyed the tag match a lot. I think a lot of the results, um, you know, uh, kind of uh, Bowman made a lot of predictions that, that weren't, that didn't come true for this card. Um, and that's, that's what I do. Like what? <laughs> Go ahead. Call me out. Uh, this is
2: called Mike Paris puts Bowman. Jurassic, on blast. Express, Go ahead. The
1: Jurassic Express retained. <laughs> uh, that's what Britt- I said. Baker yeah. retained. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You did not say these things. <laughs> I said Jurassic Express is going to retain. Roll the tape, Jay. Roll the tape. Roll the tape. (laughs) I've always felt Jurassic Express is going to retain. Okay, Britt Baker, you you said that it it was moving. Yeah, I thought. But here's the thing: is I'm not. That's maybe my lowest match on the card. I didn't much care for. I mean, I'm a big Jade Cargill guy, but I was like pretty pretty cold for for that match and I'm actually pretty chilled out on just Thunder Rosa in general and it looks like they didn't have her get the win in order to give her the win potentially at St. Patrick's Day Bash in like her hometown of San Antonio and they're going for that big hometown moment but ever since the Lights Out match like a year ago there really hasn't been a lot of Mm -hmm. you know a lot of push for for Thunder Rosa and I'm kind of chilled on her
1: and then of course the big one that, that I don't think anyone saw coming was CM Punk coming over but yeah
2: Okay, I'm fine getting that one wrong. <laughs> what else did I say that was wrong? Uh, you know, that you like Wyatt. Um, that, he loves uh... me. That's right. Thank you. Thank <laughs> oh, you. Damn it. <laughs> you set him up. I do like him. I love him. <laughs> uh, Wyatt, were there some other matches and moments that you really, really dug on the show?
0: Uh, I, obviously, I'm an Orange Cassidy guy. He is like, you know, Kofi and the Rumble to me. Anytime you want a ladder match, you give Orange Cassidy in there. Gives you fun moments. Like Just like when they to the ladder up and he's like... Oh, like he makes me think he's going for the like trying to grab the ring. That was great, right? That's the mentality I kind of want because there's a level of like you've got to like, you know, put your beliefs aside. Like, Oh, he's slowly setting up the ladder. Or why is that guy shoving a ladder inside the other ladder for no fucking reason? Like those are the ones I don't like. Like I'm going to put this in sideways. Like what are you doing, Christian? Just climb up, Christian. No one's around. You're good, man. Go for it. You don't need to stabilize shit. What are you doing? Get Um, that hemorrhoid cushion. Yeah, get the hammered cushion. Uh I like that match. I just worry, it was why that's fine. I'm still not a Young Bucks guy. It is like the close I'll get to like old man yelling at clouds, but like I just feel like their spots are are just they don't flow for me. It just feels like they're so, so set up. Like I don't know like, It's just something about them that just feels like, okay, it's Young Buck time. I get it. It doesn't feel like it rolled. And for you know, Jurassic Express, their moments work better for me. Like I'm I'm glad they like I just yeah, I don't know. I'm just not on their on their on their team. Uh Mox, Daniel Bryan, holy shit, I can't handle. Fucking, it's getting worse, guys. I can't, I can't handle watching Dean Ambrose Moxley anymore. I just fucking, this guy's a fraud. <laughs> is a it because fraud. now
2: he's like right up against uh, right. Brian Danielson, so the contrast is more apparent? Like when he's mucking about with like Eddie Kingston and stuff yeah. and doing he's that, it's like, all right, cool, he's in his thing. Yeah. But now he's up against, you know, right next to uh, Danielson, and that that's hurting you even more. Is it? It's like someone
0: parking in a shitty Honda Civic beside my Lamborghini. Like, down the block, it's fine. But now that it's right beside my car, like, Jesus Christ, what's he doing here? I just hate Daniel, the fact, like, yeah. he's just, he's not, he's not, like, Oh, well, I'm sadistic. You're not. There have been so many other people that have been, quote, unquote, sadistic that I believe are sadistic, like, that would hurt themselves. They'll do these things. He's cosplaying. It's, it's, that, it's that fucking, he should start a stable fucking Hangman page. Dean Ambrose. The big Yeah, just get the, the fuck to up here. give me the give me the cosplayers, and I'll be. You know what? Cool. At least they are what they are. But I just hate
2: hate it. (laughs) I need to know what Hangman Page needs to do to convince you. How many cattle does he need to lasso and rustle uh, to make you go? All right, yeah, that's uh, that's a fair amount of cowboy shit. I need him to appear on Yellowstone,
0: which is on you know Prime Video on Sundays. (laughs) I need him to appear on that a season of that. I need him to like get up at six AM with a camera, real time, and just do some chores. Because I don't think he would. I don't think he would. Like I think see he wants to do some chores. Yeah, like someone showed like him like painting on his boots and making like cowboy boots. I'm like this guy. Everything about him is fake. I just I can't handle him. Can't handle Dean. Uh, I, it's just so Hangman what Page if... at another gimmick. Would you? Would you like? I'd that? be fine with that. Honestly, I still don't know if he's like main event because like I don't think like right now he's kind of getting a bit of that Roman Reigns pushback because like it's like I don't think he's fully like not near the extreme. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think people are fully on board like. This is the ultimate face guy right now. It's not working and maybe that was a lucky it's unfortunate his his match is the end of a long pay-per-view. I don't think the crowd had anything left by the time they got to the main event to be honest. Um, and I don't necessarily think that Adam Cole is the best opponent for him. I know they can put in a banger match, but I don't think that was the match for him. I mean it works and then gives him a guy to beat, but like it just wasn't like, you know, a stamp on his card of like look at my title defense. It didn't work for me in that sense. So, yeah, a different gimmick might work for me and again, I said to you guys offline like I I have to apologize to Vince McMahon because he literally gave Dean Ambrose, the best gimmick, which was, like, the smelly Bane thing. That was actually really good for him. He's good at that. That's better than what he's doing now. So, Vince, get, uh, I'm, get, I know you're listening. I, I'm very sorry. You were
2: right. He's getting injections so yeah. he can be in the crowd. He's getting, <laughs> like, stuff shot into his ass. I believe Just so that. so I can be around you people. <laughs> yeah, it works. Oh, um, <laughs> did you enjoy uh, Hot Dog Cart, Dean Ambrose? Remember that? In hindsight, or more more, more. Like, when he, like, stabbed the Seth Rollins mannequin and, like, did a promo with it and all that stuff and stabbed it with a screwdriver. That's, like, that's violent. That's But vicious. that's who did he is, though, right? Like, that makes sense. That's I, someone telling yeah. to be violent. That is silly. Ambrose. Yeah. He is a silly man. Don't pretend otherwise. <laughs> if he like went and did some like crazy stuff in Japan or like he went to like GCW for an extended tour and put on some. Now, again, historically, I think he's got that. Um, I wasn't a big follower of his before he wound up in WWE. But I'm pretty sure like historically, like he's a big like GCW guy and hardcore deathmatch guy. Right, Paris? Yeah, totally. And And I do wonder
1: how much opinions have shifted ever since the kind of failure that was the exploding barbed wire match. And the perspective—if ah, that had gone in a different direction and had actually worked <laughs> in the essence of what what how it should or how they envisioned it—maybe um, maybe, maybe uh, his hardcore indie credibility would be there for Wyatt.
0: No, well for me, my my come to Jesus slash Seth Rollins moment for me was when I watched <laughs> Suzuki take on.
2: Come to wrestling, Jesus. Yeah, come to wrestling, Jesus. Moment <laughs> was when
0: Suzuki took on Ambrose, and I got that shit fucking match. And then we took on Daniel Bryan. I'm like, that's what it should have fucking been. Like, and like now, that's what I think is making me so mad because I know what it should be. And it's like Dean Ambrose is trying to string along with it, but like, something just, went it, wrong
1: in the Suzuki Moxley match, right? Yeah, like,
0: yeah, Moxley was in it. That's exactly what <laughs> right wrong with it, right?
1: No, so but Moxley like Suzuki like busted his eye open or something, and like could barely see. And I think that's why it sucked, if I recall correctly. Maybe I'm misremembering, but. Or maybe so that it I'm just sucks because
0: <laughs> I just, I just, yeah, I just, I'm not buying. Again, if you people like it, probably, fair enough. I mean, it's just, there's so many things adding up. His fucking theme song, his fucking like, William Regal giving like the fucking an hour long speech about his favorite son Daniel Bryan then going, oh yeah, there's my sadistic son over there was it the best. Like just Daniel, yeah,
2: Brian Danielson is who I would have been without the substance abuse problems. And John Moxley is also here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there, was a,
1: there was a, a meme that I saw that was, uh, you know, I'm sure you've all seen the comparable tweets of Vince McMahon, like praising uh, his kids' yeah, birthdays. I pu-
2: yeah. yeah, I put that in uh in the oh, group it? chat. Yeah, yeah, it was like cuz it was it was from the initial one that uh, somebody put about the shelter dog thing. It was like, "Yeah, Daniel, Brian Danielson, I had to wait 6 months on a waiting list for him purebred. And John Moxley, yeah, he was outside my apartment eating a bunch of trash, so I <laughs> I adopted him." And then the first response to that was the comparison of the birthdays.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then happy birthday Shane McMahon. Yeah, is legal <laughs> talking about Moxley. Uh, and now I do wonder if like because the, the kind of shimmer on Moxley was the, um, he was kind of the first defector, right? He was the first kind of main yeah, event and WWE that, guy who, and who came over. And he had that
2: over. promo where he, where he escaped from prison. The prison, yeah. the symbolic prison of WWE. The dogs were chasing him, and he jumped over a barbed wire fence. And then he showed up at uh, one of the casino-themed ones yeah. Yeah. and uh, beat up Kenny Omega, or I think he beat up Jericho. Then he beat up Kenny Omega and gave him the fucking double arm business on the uh, giant stack of poker chips. Yes. And that was his. Oh, shit, he's here, and he's unleashed. No more WWE oversight and shit. That was his big push. But he still feels very, to Wyatt's point, he
1: still feels very safe. Still still feels very WWE. Uh, Like, I don't feel like he's been released, so to speak.
2: Is he still doing that dumb fucking clothesline? No. I know, like, I know... Uh, O'Reilly did it, oh, right. but O'Reilly's O'Reilly... Been doing but he made it work. He doubled no, it and no, made it look he fun. he did it, and then he <laughs> went between the second rope and yep. the bottom oh, rope, yeah. and I'm like, I am back in. Incredible. That's great stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, I've never really been a big Moxley or Ambrose guy. I mean, even in the Shield, I kind of preferred, uh, you know, Roman at times as like a wrestler because I've never really fully got it. From uh, from Moxie, whereas you watch all the little things Danielson does, and you're just enamored with uh, with all of it. He is is he better now than he's ever been in his entire career? Yes or no, Brian Danielson? I think this is someone who is
0: like the shackles are off; like he doesn't have to be kind of telling what to do. And th- again, that speaks to his talent that he was able to do so much within the confines of WWE. And, like, now he's, we're seeing, like, it does make, make you kind of wonder, like, what would have been had he, like, he's fantastic now, but we could have gotten, like, years of, of the American Dragon, which would have been delightful, because look at him, look what he does, he's so good at it, right? So, again, it's I'm glad he has WrestleMania moment, I'm glad he got to go, that's probably a dream of his, it's all great, but we're seeing him now, like, we're, like, this is the guy, like, Rumer goes right, this is the guy you get the keys to, let him do what he wants, honestly.
2: Yeah. I think it came out recently in one of his post-show media scrums or something, or he was on, like, Jericho's podcast or whatever, where he had mentioned when he was talking with Vince McMahon about, like, wanting potentially staying and everything. He said, Vince, one thing I really want to do is I want to bleed again, and Vince says, "I, I can't let you do that, and how that was kind of one of the things, potentially.
1: Yeah, I I still have that, like, please don't kill yourself uh, moments with Brian Danielson. And even though he's been back for quite a while, I still get that, like, please don't do this to yourself again. And I do worry that with the... Uh you know I'm not suggesting they're going to let him go but it seemed like the the concussion protocols and stuff at WWE were pretty strict and probably took him out of business earlier than than he wanted to and all those kind of things would that be the case in AEW or would they take his word for it that he's okay all those kind of things kind of concern me but nonetheless yes to answer your question Bowman this is like the best we've seen him he's the most versatile person both in the ring and on the mic he could easily switch to, for, to face to heal like week to week and it we'd all be okay with it um he is i i think he never got full credit for being so good on the mic and they're they're they've in wwe and they've given him free reign uh in aew both in the ring and on the mic to to really show what he's got and i think that's a big difference and i think uh, like to wyatt's point of any other wrestler
0: he's done the best of being let go from the leash of WWE, it's because i was think, sitting there because back in the day obviously there's a lot of like oh you know punk or brian those are kind of the two guys that were their cena orton kind of levels where you're like who's the better and that stuff and CM Punk hasn't really found his footing as well as Daniel Bryan and in, in, in AEW yet. And I'm sitting there. I think I realized last show, like, there was a thing to him being the voice of the voices. Like, he said a lot of things that people were thinking. But now AEW, like, every, they are that result of all that. This is, everyone does that. That <laughs> yeah. doesn't have that impact anymore. Like, everyone's like, no, no, we get it. It's right there. That show's We should
2: be promoting the best <laughs> wrestlers and putting on good wrestling matches and compelling stories. Yeah, yep. sure. We'll do that. Yeah. Okay, good, um, <laughs> yeah. we should also... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like true, like, yeah.
0: we, we does, he doesn't have that to fall back on, and, like, you know, kudos to him for finding that, finding a good angle, and it worked really well for him, but, like, he's got to reinvent himself, because he's, he's not he can't go in the ring like Daniel Bryan is, no one's as clean as Chris as Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan can when you are just wrestling alone. CM Punk's wrestling in the ring right now is not, like, I don't watch a match to see him purely wrestle anymore, so he's got to find a way with his character to kind of get over so I am really intrigued where his direction goes now, but I just realized, like, that, not as I as it was a crutch, but, like, that angle he had that worked so well... It's not there anymore.
2: Well, see, here's the thing about Punk, though, is I feel that Punk is... as far as the wrestling ability and stuff goes, it's not close. Like, Danielson is just on a whole, like, another level yep. and stuff. But when it comes to, like, the storytelling ability and everything, oh, yeah. uh, Punk has the edge, but Danielson's pretty fucking close there. Like, really, really close there. And I still am just amazed that they managed to get from the last pay-per-view to this pay-per-view with that MJF story. And it never dragged, it never lulled. And Punk did an awesome, amazing job throughout the entire storyline. And even prior to that, his program with Eddie Kingston was really good, and prior to that, I mean, the weird Team Taz thing was weird, but, like, the Darby Allen thing, which was a, you know, what, one or two-week build? I thought that was pretty captivating as well. So Punk is at a high level now, I think, of getting you invested in the matches.
1: Maybe I'm speaking out of my ass here, but, like, I feel like Punk has a, a better idea of, like, the long term. He knows how to tell a story start to finish over the course of, of weeks and months has the the a better ability of telling a story like in the ring in the moment um but where punk has that kind of bigger picture uh perspectives that i think he's benefited from that gives him that edge from a storytelling perspective over over danny bryan
2: and again what great problems to have oh my god all right let's talk about the uh the cm punk entrance that happened at uh, at revolution and the ensuing fallout and just division of like wrestling fans that happened on twitter about people not being aware what he used for his entrance theme uh, when ROH was a DVD-only company in like 2003 to 2005 or whatever, and just like, uh, it's actually his entrance music from Ring of Honor. It's like, it's okay to, like, not—you don't need to know everything. And I think Excalibur did a great job of explaining it.
1: Yeah, and, and t- you talked about this, uh, Bowman, making that analogy with— um... With comic books, and I think the MCU, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, that, and like once I say this once again, is that it's a great analogy in this regard because yeah, if you if you want to know, you can dive deep and you can do the research, or if you already know and you've already read the back issues, you know, you know what that's all about. But that being said, this did feel a little too inside baseball for me. Okay, especially because, um, you know, Punk's entrance has such a has such an impact to it for the fans I, d- I do feel bad for the fans in that arena who probably were waiting to hear hear a cult of personality and didn't um, so yeah like I they may have gone a tad a tad too far. In regards to if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. With this,
2: so you're thinking, yeah, a little too obscure with this particular callback and him wearing the identical jacket and the and the white. Yeah, but but like, see that that stuff you could
1: get away with doing without stepping over the line. He could have worn the same gear. You know, you made reference to the to the them cutting the same MJF cutting the same promo. uh, Yeah, that that I didn't know. Yeah. So like that stuff you can get away with, but this being such a blatant, obvious uh, change to the CM Punk that has been established uh, was a bit jarring.
2: Yeah, and why? Needed where explanation. do you land on? Where do you land on on this this Punk entrance and just the suing like kind of fallout from it? Was it uh, a little too obscure for you, or do you you were into it? Like, what's your what's your take?
0: No, I'm lying. Like I am like I, when I write, I like to sometimes I do jokes that only one person's going to get, but I know if that one person gets it, they're going to love it. So I'm all for that. Um, again, I'm not the most corporate friendly guy in the world. I know, and I understand there is a level of like. You want to make sure the casuals get it, but like, you know, we're in the age of the internet. I'm sure your buddy can L you in the crowd and tell you. Everyone's got a bowman that will tell them what's going on with the wrestling history, right? <laughs> they all, so you can look it up and you're going to find out after the show, oh, that's what it was. Like, I, do, I understand popping for an entrance is fun, but like, if it's a big moment, you can be like, oh, I was at that show, where he did his old entrance. It's still a cool moment, right? So yeah. uh, again, I, I do think there's that gatekeeping fan that needs to fucking calm the fuck down because that's yes. like in any industry, like video games hockey like that's why females get into hockey like all the men like oh you like that team name three players like fuck off like there's yeah. like, people that do that shit where they want you to like prove your fandom and if you you stumble once they get all over you which is why I think even hockey is a problem with, with guys where like in media will like want to say like won't want to show that they don't know something because then people will rip apart you don't know the game bro and it's like just fucking
2: relax look well, <laughs> like, that's yeah that's what happened like raj Geary, who's a pretty prominent like wrestling journalist and stuff online he said oh cm punk's coming out to what seems like a remix of the terminator theme which is a very understandable take to have from the start of that song uh and then the guy just got dragged and attacked for it with the uh actually crowd and it's like oh you were born an expert were you you were never yeah. a new fan at any point, were it, Yeah, you were just born with all this knowledge. No, everybody who is a fan of anything was a new fan at some point. And yeah, you're right, Wyatt. Mm. The gatekeeping and shit, that's just got to calm down, not just with wrestling, but just all across the board. Like, let pe- let the accessibility be there for new fans to find something interesting and get involved in it. Yeah, and if they find something that they like, they'll look into it. Like, you brought me to my first indie uh, wrestling event long ago.
0: El struck a chord with me, so I started researching him. People want to find things out. I didn't like, I you know, if I was afraid to ask questions, I never would have looked anything up for him. I would have looked at him again because I got in trouble. Like, oh, no, someone's going to make fun of me. But, like, yeah. don't you
2: want more fans to like what you're watching? It's so weird to me. It's also hilarious that you bring up the Young Bucks because I very vividly remember you lamenting the state of tag team wrestling in <laughs> WWE and being like, fucking tag team wrestling sucks. And I was, like, really hardcore to ROH at the time. Yeah. And I'm like... There's this Red Dragon team and the Young Bucks. They're putting on these great matches, and I think I sent you one, or I like I yeah. made you come over and we watched one. Yeah, stuff. you did. That's right. Like, Red Dragon. You're was awesome. gonna fucking love this. And it's Like, this is so funny that you have the attitude towards the Young Bucks because I thought that they would save tag team wrestling uh, for uh, for you. Remind me to never to bring up the Motor City Machine Guns to you. No, no. Uh, Red Dragon was a good good call. That was a good call. Okay, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. All Red right. Reagan, so it's just the Bucks specifically. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, obviously you know I didn't think at any point that uh, Adam Cole was gonna win the match or win the title or anything Uh, what do you guys think of his Halo gear Uh, Paris do you like his his cosplay coming out Uh, I've never been a Halo guy Um, it also looked kind of
1: silly and bulky and anyway you're not winning his title I was more a fan of
0: (laughs) Sorry? Imagine Triple H. You're not going to win a title dressed in Halo gear. Like, if Triple H came out against, like, anyone in Halo gear, he's
2: losing. I don't care. Even his prime. Maybe if, yeah, if he was dressed as, like, a Covenant brood or something like that. Maybe, yes. Or something like the Arbiter. (laughs) Or he comes out dressed as, like, one of the ODST guys. Maybe. But not coming out dressed as Master Chief. I was more a fan of Jade
1: Carkill's Mortal Kombat gear. There you
2: go. She's the best best and she's only getting better that frog splash i mean it's not quite at montez ford levels maybe a step below rob van Dam, but that's quickly climbing the uh the the frog splash rankings uh yeah big uh big jade cargill guy as i've as i've mentioned many many times was there anything else from revolution that uh stuck out for you guys did you think like keith lee obviously big uh big time uh, angle in the face of the revolution ladder match. Uh, I don't feel there was like a ton of Keith Lee really. He got the big throw on Orange Cassidy with fucked up his arm. Uh, aside from that, I feel like he was kind of a bit player in that match. It was more Christian than anything. I
0: mean, again, you're, you're, they've got so much talent, man. Like they got to use that ROH name and make it, maybe that's their new feeder fed. Maybe they set that up, but like they've got so many people now. It's going to be hard to have everyone have their moment. Cause imagine if everyone did have their moment, we'd even be more exhausted. Like there was just, yeah. I don't know where you're going to fit those in, right? Like I want Keith Lee to have his moment too, but like, Where are you going to fit it in? How is everyone going to have a big moment? Like, can not not everyone can shine, right? And yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it should be a Keith Lee over over a Christian type person. But like, it's just, it's tough, man. I I wouldn't want to be the one trying to managing all those egos right
2: now. (laughs) I just want to say I never said it should be Keith Lee over Christian. I love Christian. It's just the fact that like Keith Lee didn't necessarily (laughs) showcase in this case. And like Christian got more stuff, which I'm not complaining about at all. It's just weird that their newest acquisition. That's what I mean was yep. brought in with such pomp and circumstance. The first guy, I think, qualified for this match. Had a couple weeks off because he was honeymooning and stuff, appearing in backstage stuff, and then here he is on the biggest stage he's been on in AEW, and he was a bit, it feels a little bit lost at times in this big uh, six-man match, or this big uh, ladder match.
1: Yeah, I'm a I'm, I'm big fan of Keith Lee, but I can totally understand them not giving him the the biggest push here. Um yep. they can kind of slow play him and he'll still work and people will still like him and he'll it'll still be over. So I'm not I'm not concerned about his his future. Um but they do they've just added another person to their kind of middling mid, mid card. So um hopefully hopefully he can stand out from the rest, but uh but yeah, there wasn't a lot to go from out of this match.
0: I think also well, try to cut. I think also could have been by design, you know, like maybe he's, he's coming back. Don't want to give him too much stuff, and I don't necessarily think he needs to shine in a ladder match, right? That's not really something that he should be an expert at, in, in my mind, so I think it's to Mike's point. I think that's a good thing. Like maybe like this isn't his time yet, but like yeah. he had his big appearance, and you kind of work into something down the line.
2: Yeah, like Malachi Black and Andrade still kind of on the backburn. I thought they were really good and do something and make some moves with Andrade in the TNT title picture, but apparently that's not uh, that's not the case. So moving to uh, Dynamite now, and man, again when they were laying out on Dynamite after the first segment with Jericho and Eddie Kingston, where I guess the inner circle is broken up now, and then they've got a new group with 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Uh, get out of there. Get with, go with Regal and <laughs> and those lads. What are you doing with these? You know, 2.0 still and Jericho and Hager. Um, again, Eddie Kingston shutting down the what chance? Uh, that should just be replayed. Like repeatedly over and over again uh, before every single show uh, for like talent in the back. Why did you happen to see Eddie Kingston shutting that down?
0: Yeah, he's one of my boys now. I
2: watched that and then he Fucking was getting a very heartfelt promo and he, he yeah. used to get it real. That's the thing
0: they always say. Like when when people know you're real, they will connect and respect you more in there. We saw, with you know, Rocky Maivia when he's younger. Like you just kind of once you become more of who you are, people respect it. Eddie Kingston as real as it gets. Like yeah. you gotta respect what he told you, right? Like
2: <laughs> I still don't really like Eddie Kingston as a wrestler. I never really have, but Agreed. nobody is more successful at getting me to care about their matches and getting me invested, basically going from zero to a hundred, than Eddie Kingston, because there's that authenticity there. I've described him as a non scumbag new jack. Like, that's a real fucking dude right there that's getting you involved in his in his builds and his programs, and I'm into that, but just as a wrestler, eh. Well, one could argue that he is everything
1: that Wyatt wants Dean Ambrose to be, right? John, One could, what could, what should Paris be? That one, I'm just like, yeah, yeah he He's is. Real. He has basically the same gimmick, basically the uh, same kind of level of of ability in the ring. Maybe Moxley's maybe a little bit better, um, but yeah, he has the authenticity to him. But I think a lot of that stems from you know external fa- factors. Was it the the Players Tribune or whatever? It was that article that he wrote, um, the initial uh, very authentic promo that he that made him all elite. All these things have kind of brought Eddie Kingston a level of authenticity that that uh, John Moxley doesn't have, um, albeit a, a bigger sp- spot in the on the card with Moxley. But um, yeah, Kingston offers that level of, of realism that obviously has earned the respect of one white art.
2: Yep, so we got Jericho as heel again, and he's got a new group. Because that's the thing, when Moxley and Danielson were talking about forming this group, you just look at the groups that are there that have been there forever. The the Hardy family office, and the Pinnacle, I guess, isn't even a thing anymore. I don't know. There was just a soft uh, ending of the Pinnacle. Inner Circle, I've they have... Been relevant since the Stadium Stampede, or I guess since the Blood and Gut match and stuff. There's just all these groups that just don't work. But uh, 2.0 so sucks.
1: 2.0. 2.0. does suck. So yeah, like,
2: you can't you can't sell to me that this is his
1: like stable that he's going to go up against LAX with, right? Or, yeah, you know, this this uh, or yeah. yeah. This is his butterfly stable. Yeah. this his
2: butterfly stable. Inner Circle was just a caterpillar. It's like, no man, this is actually quite a step back. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we also fucking then Dante Martin comes out. And it's like, all right, and this next match is for the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. I'm like, what the fuck? Dante Martin, okay. Dante Martin, Hangman Page. Uh, Page gets the uh, gets the win, and then uh, looks like the program with Adam Cole is going to be continuing on uh, for a bit. They're going to do another six man with uh, Cole and Red Dragon against Page and some other people. And yeah, so are you why You happy that they're going to continue with Page and Cole, or are you just like not down with either of the guys? I don't think this helps either of them, honestly. If it furthers any more, like I don't think the group dynamic
0: on Paige's side is not good enough. It doesn't match up. It's uh, well enough with what you know Cole's side should be. That's got a lot of three guys that I really, really like. Versus like you're like, oh, it's Paige and a couple guys. Like it, it also doesn't look good when Paige has got. I know he's got friends friends. That's. That I doesn't always have to be the babyface on his own, but it doesn't necessarily look you know make him that star that I think he should be. And I don't know, man. Every time I watch Adam Page, I just feel like I'm turning into Vince. I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that, pal. Guy your side shouldn't be doing that. I'm like, just like, brawl a bit more, pal. Like, there's something about him that just doesn't click with me as, like, being this, like, badass face. I don't know what it is.
2: I was excited to see them maybe have a different opponent for him and let's see what this cuz I think of his reign so far call me crazy but maybe the match of his I enjoyed the most I mean the Danielson matches were good but I actually quite liked that uh Texas Death match with uh with Murderhawk Monster there. I thought that was uh I thought that was a really really good match. Yeah, he's he's had I think it's
1: been a good title run overall and and I'm going to I was nodding along with what Wyatt was saying cuz I I agree that I don't think this does anything for either of them. It doesn't do anything for um, Red Dragon either to kind of be tagging along here with with Adam Cole on his quest uh, because I don't think that I don't think that Cole is the right person to take the title off of Fangman Page. So to keep running with this doesn't seem like the right move. Maybe in the short term it's fine. Maybe they feel like they've still got some good matches in them that they can work with, but I, I don't. This doesn't excite me.
2: Yeah, I don't even think there was like a visual pin from Adam Cole or a visual win at any point in the match with like the referees back turned. So we can really lay claim to the fact that, oh, I should get another shot at this because I kind of feel like maybe they'll do a short little burst here with them and they do another title match or something. And then I think that they're going to maybe ascend Punk in into this because Punk's done now and it looks like they're going to do a Wardlow MJF thing which they've been building to for a while Um, so you know Punk won that match and perhaps this is the time where we get uh, Adam Page versus CM Punk what would you feel about Page and Punk good yeah? Well, he needs I
0: think it's it's clear to me at least that he's not able to carry uh, a feud in his own against uh you know people yet. He needs a star I think that can kind of bring it out of him. So, it's fair enough. I'm not saying like that's happened to a lot of wrestlers. They need someone to kind of guide them and kind of bring them out a bit. I think Kenny Omega helped a lot with with Adam Page and I think Adam Page is a good wrestler, don't get me wrong. I feel like I'm shitting on like no, I think he's a good wrestler, but like I'm talking about him being like your pillar guy, your number one guy in the roster. And he hadn't sold me yet. So I think CM Punk's a guy that could definitely bring that out of him. I think Daniel Bryan did a good job with him. But I think CM Punk's the kind of guy, to to Bowman's point way back in the beginning, can tell a story just a little bit better than anyone else when he wants to. So if he can get a story that works and kind of makes it like, like, one that we're always talking about, like, holy shit, remember when Punk did this? That's going to help Paige a lot.
2: Yeah. And then we alluded to it briefly before, but then... Uh Yeah, the first appearance, first tag team match for Danielson and Moxley with William Regal versus the Workhorsemen. This is my $400 loss here. I thought the Workhorsemen were going to take this match, uh, so I really took a bath on it. (laughs) What a terrible Uh, name for a tag team. And a terrible tactic with these guys, <laughs> who are the, the, not even matching gears. Like fellas, did they just throw you together backstage? Um, and yeah, really good, heartfelt pro, uh, promo from Regal beforehand, kind of establishing what the rule of law is going to be for these guys moving forward, and they're going to you know save pro wrestling or ensure it for the next generation or whatever. Really, really, really great segment. Um, I thought Regal was a little bit kind of you know all over the map here, but in like in a good way. And he hit the beats really, really well. And I'm sure Wyatt, you were standing up and cheering when he spent fifteen minutes talking about how great Brian Danielson is. And then uh, and this is Mox, everybody. He comes out to Wild Thing. Yeah, that was fantastic. And yeah, um I
0: mean even just having Regal come back, that was one of the biggest pops i have had in a while when he came out you know on the paper. It was video. massive. Was like, Holy shit. That was just so fun to see. And we talked about Regals that go like, you know, we keep saying fantasy book and guys they should grab but regal was a guy they should grab day one which they obviously did like that's the guy you bring in for on screen off screen for everything like that's fantastic and i think he the promo we talked about like dan bryan's the guy should have been that was such like a you could tell like he's he has that blur that line of real and making it a wrestling thing it was awesome and him not giving praise to moxley because he knows that he's not the right guy it should be cesaro was also something i appreciated
2: yeah man i just (laughs) you mentioned that in our little group text and if they made Cesaro Danielson's, and maybe they turn on Moxley and go, ah, you know what? You are just a trash eating dog. Uh, <laughs> we need a professional. And then, yep. like, a professional wrestler. And then you go with Cesaro with the professional gimmick again. That'd be fucking awesome. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still ho- holding out hope that Moxley's on the outside looking in. And maybe he goes and rallies at Kingston to wrestle these guys or whatever. Because a Danielson-Cesaro, that's, like, a perfect wrestler duo and combo for whatever they're trying to achieve. So, then we talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, then it was the Andrade-Hardy family office... Power meeting or board meeting or whatever. Okay, great. Matt Hardy and jeans talking, oh, yeah, I'm a suit, I'm an asshole, and dickheads wear suits. And then the big twist with private party with their thumbs down, oh, my God! And then they all beat up Hardy, and then everyone chanting for Jeff right away. This is, again, this takes me back to, was it Full Gear? What was the one in September where the big debut happened, and then it was Adam Cole, and then Adam Cole comes oh, out, yeah. you think he's going to confront Kenny Omega, and then they all join together, and then they're all laughing and beating the shit out of everybody, and then, no, we've got another debut, and it's Danielson. You think, you're chanting for Jeff Hardy, thinking he's going to come out, and then the music hits, and now oh, it's Darby Allin and Sting. You're like, okay, this is, you know, you see the crowd. They're excited about it. This is neat. But it's not what they really wanted. And then they come out getting a scrum, and then you pop a little Jeff Hardy on top of that with some very... Very familiar music.
0: Yeah, that was amazing. Like, I, like, like, because it was loud, I couldn't hear it was. I was like, did they rip it off? And like, and I started thinking like if you use a song that's really really close to your actual song can you get sued like I was wondering I couldn't tell and then as Bowman told me no that's that's the royalty free music and which is again I wonder did the Tardy Boys choose it themselves were they thinking long term or was it just like W didn't give a shit and just gave it to them like <laughs>
2: I don't know how this happened they had Jim Johnston at the time who was just cranging out bangers no problem and like since then I've gone and done a deeper dive here this thing was used in I was looking around on Twitter like this was in a Power Rangers Dino <laughs> Thunder commercial uh, this was in an episode <laughs> of Top Gear where they're driving down and some souped-up truck that they made (laughs) to the Hardy Boys music. And it's just so weird, but was it ever effective in this moment because as instantly, as soon as... It's like when uh, Danielson came out and it was the first little riff of Flight of the Valkyries. Everybody knew who it was. This music hit, and I don't think the pop is as big if, like, he just runs out there or they play his new Jeff Hardy AEW music. Like, it was a perfect combination of... I think subverting, thinking he's coming in for the save by bringing out Darby and Sting, and then that music hits, and then massive pop. Paris, you're used to seeing uh, the Hardys, or Jeff Hardy return. <laughs> Hearing that and music, that music And that music getting a big reaction, because you were at Mania when that happened.
1: I was. Mania 33 when they made their big comeback. Um, but yeah, I, I do wonder, because I remember you know, being... 12 whatever it was when the hardys first debuted on velocity or whatever i saw them on first and uh and they had that music right and they, i think they've had that music for their almost their entire career so so i just wonder to why it's point. i wonder if it's just they just threw that music at them because i didn't think they were going to be anything and then they took Jim off from there so, so. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. it's Jim, like oh keep, keep the music who cares for the hardy boys <laughs> the Hardy Boys music writing session. <laughs> so they're just like, hey, we've got this thing we got on uh, Artlist. Are you good with this? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, sure, Artlist doesn't exist yet. No problem at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it definitely made the moment, and he'll be able to come out to recognizable. Like, I don't even think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think TNA did that. No, because he probably came out to some Jeff Hardy band original fucking nonsense like Jericho. Like, Jericho's lucky Judas got, a, Judas got as over as it did. Because, yeah, Jericho coming out to his band's own music. eh, But, uh, you know, why didn't TNA do that? They love aping WWE stuff. Weird. Would have been good.
0: They don't have an Uh, Artlist account, obviously.
2: That's what it is, yeah. (laughs) Dixie couldn't uh, open up the coffers for an Artlist account. That 100% was was it. And then uh, we had, yeah, Thunder Rosa, legit Layla Hirsch, in a women's championship eliminator match. But Thunder Rosa won. And then I think she just gets a title shot. So why isn't an eliminator match and not a number one contender match? Am I just dumb or am I missing something here? I I have no idea. That yeah, <laughs> I'm as confused as you are. <laughs> Usually eliminator matches are like ah, it's a little tournament we've put together. That's what we're gonna do. And then uh, yeah, but I was wildly confused as to why there's one eliminator match and uh, she won. So now she goes to. Uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day slam. Uh, Wyatt, you mentioned Wardlow. We talked to Wardlow earlier. This is his official baby face promo? I'm Wardlow. I'm a good guy. Love me, Wyatt. Did it? Uh, did it hit with you? And how hard? Uh, it was fine. I think. Again, uh,
0: he's my Batista. So he'll take his time to hit me on the uh, on the mic before I fully love him on the mic. Uh, but for me, it's just like the timing of it all is very very good. Uh, you know, it, it just the, the storyline worked really well with MJF and like Wardlow, you know, kind of helping him. Then Jeff finally turning on him, and then just the uh, way well, he sold it with the ring and his facial expressions, and then coming tonight. Like I'm, I'm most intrigued by his ascent right now than anyone else in the roster. Just seeing where he goes because nice. like he has all the potential in the world, and it might fall apart. It might not go. It might be flat. I don't know. Maybe it won't sell it. But like just in terms of potential, I feel like he's got such star potential. I want to see if they can pull it off. Because I mean. Again, if they if they don't for a reason it doesn't work, like you know WB is just waiting every second. They will take him in. They won't give a shit. Oh God. That yeah. is a WD superstar events <sighs> left, right, and center.
2: Paris, I was so excited that the acclaimed got a tag team title shot. Again, they're running down the show in their little box in the corner, talking about all the segments to come. We're gonna hear from this person. We're gonna see this match. And I was, again, for a dynamite going. This is good shit all the way up and down the line. And the Acclaimed are getting a tag team title shot. And for a second there, I thought they were going to win. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for a second. For, I was excited. For a, yeah. Big elbow drop. It's not, it's the not their time yet, Bowman. Day. Sorry.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. And then, uh, yeah, Paige Van Zant Looks like she signed her uh, AEW contract after the uh, main event where uh, Tay Conti came out. And Sammy Guevara... Somebody, I think, on this show mentioned a long time ago, he's got some sort of death wish. Uh, I'm sorry, a 6.30 sent on from the top rope to the floor through a table on a random episode of Dynamite. Holy shit, that might be one of the bigger spots on a, I don't want to call it a nothing show, it's the only show I really set out and make time for, but that is a wild spot for a weekly TV show. Yeah, but he always does the, like, I'm crazy thing beforehand, which absolves
1: oh, that's the, right. he does. of all craziness.
2: Here's what would have made him and AEW the greatest promotion and the greatest star of all time. All right? You with me on this? Let's go on a journey. are you coming?
0: <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tag out of this one. You tell Mike about it. Okay,
2: cool. Paris, come with me. <laughs> uh, if you remember, this spot happened right before a commercial break. Yeah. And I think now you know where I'm going. No, Sammy don't. Guevara jumping 6.30 through a table on the outside, and he misses. All right, ah, now we go to commercial break. You bring out some fucking big Love Actually cue cards. Sammy Guevara <laughs> laying on the ground. Ah, Fuck. <laughs> That really <laughs> that hurts. Hurt. <laughs> I'm really sore. I should not have done that. Let's come that on. Let's get his cue choice. card gimmick in. Yeah, you can't just cherry pick what he's doing the cue cards during the commercial breaks. Okay, I want him laying prone on the ground, still flipping <laughs> through the cue cards, regretting his mistakes. I'm probably going to lose this match now. At least I got this pretty lady with me. She's pretty dope. But holy <laughs> fuck, did that ever Take Artie hands him a stack of cue
1: cards. <laughs> it's like, I'd hand me, hand l- me, I me would... the, the second stack. The first stack is positive.
2: They got matching tattoos. Yeah. Like, they did. All right, yeah, good for this them. Guy, sure it, like, this well, guy seems to have no commitment issues tattoos? whatsoever. Not at all. But Paige and Del Rio got matching tattoos, I'm sure, and that worked out great. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, disappointed to see that not happen. And then yeah, Scorpio Sky got the win. Did not see that coming. I was very, uh, I was pretty surprised. But yeah, you had mentioned a little bit of the hot potatoing with the TNT title in the last uh, in the last little bit. So it'd be nice if they would establish a champ. But I'm also fine with like some title changes. Not Vince Russo every single week. There's a new world champion. But uh, you know, rather that than the AEW title. Yeah, give you guys some rub.
1: Yeah, just if you're gonna uh, have this done, title, give it. it.
2: Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa.
1: okay, fine, why, I will defer to you,
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> Here's the thing. We talked about it. I think it honestly makes sense for Wardlow as an opponent to have to face these guys. Like, again, you're you're trying to establish the face. You don't want to, have to throw against Guevara and have him all of a sudden, the crowd undecided, right? Like, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. And then, like, he has then these obstacles that common. And I love the Paige Van and signing. I think that's fantastic. I think she gets wrestling and she always has. So I think, mm-hmm. and she's very good at, like, um, the marketing aspect of everything. I think she's really going to lean into it. And that's awesome. So and I, th- honestly, I think uh, Guevara did a really good job with the, the title. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah. I think, you know, it'll be a memorable run for me, but. Uh I definitely think that yeah, there's a reason that now that this title has changed hands and it was done for Wardlow's uh, uh sense. Yeah.
2: I don't think there's ever been a more transitional champion in the history of champions. Maybe Bob Backlund than uh than Scorpio Sky is your TNT champion because yeah. Wardlow's coming. And unless there's like a screwy finish or whatever, like I don't I see just Wardlow power him into oblivion. Although conspicuous by his absence on the show, uh Sean Spears uh, not around, not involved or anything You know MGF's going to uh, yeah, come back at some point as well And potentially fuck over Wardlow Because they're not done um, Yeah, I just The whole thing with Wardlow's contract Has just always really, been really confusing to me And I don't think it was like Shawn Michaels and JBL all those years ago But just the fact that like Oh, MJF owns his contract And uh, so he works for MJF And he's not officially with like AEW has always just been a bit weird But ah, eh, what are you going to do? Um, And then in WWE, uh, Austin is confirmed for WrestleMania for the KO show uh, with a very well-produced trailer uh, (laughs) that came a couple hours after he was called out. Uh, So good for him and the production team for uh, harnessing whatever light they could and uh, doing this, I'm going to come to Texas and blah, blah, blah. And Vader's going to be in the Hall of Fame. And that's really all that kind of matters there. Yeah, I, I find it really hard to get
0: too stoked about the Austin because I don't think this was the program that made me want to see him come out of retirement. Like, okay, the guy does your stunner, and he, he's making fun of Texas. That, oh, cool, I guess. Suddenly,
2: feels, suddenly making yeah, fun of yes, Texas. Yeah, yeah, He exactly. decided three or four weeks ago, I hate Texas. What? Like, yeah. okay, and you know what? This is going to be over. Like, was, uh, WrestleMania is April 6th or whatever the hell it is. April 7th, he'll be like, yeah, Texas is fine. Never comes yeah, up care again. Texas now. That's what it is. It's like the the stop and start, and this only is good for this, only relevant for this little section of your of your feud or angles, and then we're just going to drop it all entirely. There's no consistency in character there.
0: I mean, for me, like Steve Austin as a character. In the old days, he never would have like quote unquote fallen for this. Like he just would have been himself and been like, I don't give a shit what you say about te- Texas, I'm just gonna kick your ass. Just gonna yeah. want like that would have been more his, his MO, not just like, oh my god, how could you say that about Texas? Like that you put, it makes you him put, seem silly.
2: <laughs> you put my name in your mouth, son. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good enough. That's all he needs, right? You like, say whatever you want about Texas. When you say Stone Cold Steve Austin, you're now due for an ass whooping. Yep. I would like that better. So is this yeah. an actual you match You decided Austin's coming back? No, is it's this a, a KO show segment. Right. Is nope, this it's a works? segment. Not a match, it's,
1: it's a segment. So he's not technically coming out of
2: retirement. (laughs) No, he is. Tommy Gunn is going to come out, and there will be stunners and yay. And this is is the same time they were in Texas last time. So exactly, yeah. uh, So I'm
1: fine with this. It doesn't for me. It's not doesn't have the doesn't have the uh, legacy uh, ruining potential that a match could have. Um, Yeah, because I kind of like my booking that I gave it last week, which was. You know, a, a bunch of wrestlers from Texas all just come out and beat the shit out of out of Kevin Owens, and we all call it a day. Yeah. And...
0: We're going to Heath Slater, poor yes, Kevin Owens. we're going to Heath Slater, Kevin
2: Owens. <laughs> Thanks for re-signing, pal. Yeah, here you go. Eat it, for legend's sakes. <laughs> I was like, yes, unfortunately, we are going to have, you know, you are going to be in a WrestleMania program with Stone Cold Steve Austin. You're idol. Isn't that something? Uh, also, uh, Booker T's gonna come out and beat you up. JBL JBL's <laughs> gonna be there as well. Uh, yeah, it's just gonna. Hardcore Holly's not even from there, but he's gonna be there. Yeah, because anyway. <laughs> you looked at him wrong. You didn't shake his hand <laughs> once or whatever. So he ate, ate fried <laughs> chicken yeah. over his bag. That's the, the rest weirdest. The court space is gonna be there. <laughs> the fucking weirdest. The Miz eating like fried chicken over Chris Benoit's bag, and that's why he got kicked out of the locker room for six months. Like, that's a. I don't even, who knows that that even happened. That's just such a weird thing. Oh, I've got this messy fried chicken. I'll eat it over this wrestler's bag here. Like, I feel like Benoit just like, took some crumbs and sprinkled them on him just so they had an excuse to fuck with the guy. But I wasn't there. Who knows for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's my theory. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> my running theory. theory about it is that <laughs> he did not eat chicken over his bag because humans don't do that. Uh, so that's all for uh, the wide world of uh, wrestling. Why do you have a quiz for us?
0: Yeah, let's set the quiz up. It's not too long, but it's a good uh, showdown between you boys. It's again been billed to me as one of the hardest quizzes in the world, which I assure you it is not. But let's go and uh, give it a shot, boys.
2: Uh, first question: How we? Well, first of all, let's establish how this works. Are we do to doing? Or Are we? You know, it one for one? One for one. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to do the
0: backing the truck up noise ever again. So.
2: Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> beep, beep, beep.
0: Yep. Question one. And again, this is a, this is a tough one, so I apologize in advance. Uh, what does WWE stand for?
1: Hmm. I want to say the first word's world. Can I get a affirmative on that?
0: That is correct. That is correct. Can world I steal? Wrestling Entertainment. That is correct, sir. No, you can't steal. I. Uh-
2: no, they don't stand. F- they stand for nothing except for accepting Saudi blood money. That's fair. That's a bonus and point. That's a yes, bonus yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they don't stand for anything. Question for Bowman:
0: Who won the United Kingdom 2017 Championship in Illinois?
2: Uh, sorry, what? They <laughs> it. Like the WWE, the UK title in 2017? And yep, uh, that would be Walter.
0: Uh One second, my page is reloading. Talk amongst yourselves, as my internet just kind of. How's your day going, guys?
2: You having a good day? It's going good. It's either Walter or... Oh, now I'm thinking it might be Pete Dunn. You got time to figure out... Oh, no. That's so what happened on another quiz. On another uh, show, you had time to figure it out. Pete Dunn. That
0: is correct. That time saved you.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Paris is just sitting there going, this shouldn't count. <laughs> this is where we... This is where if this was trying <laughs> to we'd go to Parrot as the, yeah. uh, as the arbiter. Yeah. <laughs> Question
0: for Paris. Who is Finn Balor? Mm-hmm. Or better known as... Which is so open-ended. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who, who is Finn Balor better known as? Better known yeah. as? Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I'll throw a bunch of names out there. Prince There's Virgil Devitt.
0: That, that's your answer? Yes. It is uh, Demon King, sir. Demon King. I was going to say Demon <laughs> King. <Yeah. laughs> it's the stupidest one, too.
2: He's the demon. What's this king
0: bullshit? That's, all right. Mr. Bowman, at WrestleMania 33, it's, who asked Nikki Bella to marry him? <laughs>
2: His name is John Cena! I was there for that, too. That's what love really is. I'm glad those two kids made it. Yep. Oh, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> Question for Paris. What is Seth Rollins' signature move?
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> what year was this <laughs> quiz made?
2: Uh, the curb stomp. Uh, Bowman, do you want to take a, a steal there? It's what? so funny because it's like, are we going signature... Based on like wrestling questions. game terms, where it's like signature and then your finisher. I'm say saying it. Seth Rollins' signature move is the Pedigree. Ah, uh, the King's Landing. The King's Landing is what we were looking for. Oh, that fucking knee! <laughs> oh, that stupid fucking. Was that what that was I'm Kenny Omega now. I'm going to do this knee. It was called the King's Landing. Yeah, it's yeah. a ripcord knee, but it was the King's Landing. He's a King's slayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr.
0: Bowman, who won? It's, it's Paris now, isn't it? You, used to, uh, the, you tried to. No. Oh, was it your question? That's right. I'm sorry. You, yeah. yeah. Paris. You, it was my question. You stole. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is my question. Yeah, okay, I was correct. With
2: that. Yes. Sorry, sorry, Wyatt. Sorry, listeners.
0: Who won the World Heavyweight Championship
2: at the 2016 Royal Rumble? Uh, that would have been ooh, uh, tr-
0: Triple H. Are you doing a theme song there? What's going
2: on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Triple H did.
0: That is correct. Yep. Mr. Paris. I,
1: I knew that one, too. Okay. <laughs>
0: Where did the 2016 Royal Rumble take place? This is a Bowman question. He loves these oh, questions. Shit.
1: 2016,
2: okay. Houston, Texas. Bowman? Was it in Philly?
0: No, it was. Orlando.
2: Oh, okay. Oh. Orlando, which is where the WrestleMania you went to was.
0: Mr. Bowman. It's all connected. Yes, sir. The Jetsons appeared in a WWE-themed film.
2: What was it called? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh... Okay, I know they did a Scooby-Doo one and they did like a Flintstones one. I didn't know they did a Jetsons one, although maybe it was the Flintstones. Um, Bedrock Showdown or whatever. I don't know. Why would you try to force it into the Flintstones when I said...
0: No, no because, the the Fl- because there's a they crossover with the Flintstones. You think there's a crossover? They did a Flintstones WB with a Jetsons crossover. <laughs> yes! That's what you think? Maybe means? they
2: did. That's something that could very well easily happen. That's your theory. Flintstones and the Jetsons are crossing over all the time. It's not, like, cool anymore. It's been done to death. So maybe it's like, oh, maybe we'll get a WrestleMania next time. Uh, a sassy robot. You know, whatever the Jetsons do. I do Jetsons stuff. <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Everybody, shut up.
0: Uh, Paris, you got an answer? <laughs> oh, I wish. Uh, Any no, crossover I of cartoons? Okay, the answer: <laughs> The Jetsons and W. B. Flintstones WrestleMania.
2: No, it it's isn't. It's Robo
0: WrestleMania. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you had a robot though. You were right with the robot. Yeah, sassy robot.
2: A sassy robot, right. <laughs> robot
1: WrestleMania.
0: <laughs> Paris is a rough one here. His finishing move: the Tombstone Piledriver. Driver. Who is he?
1: Oh. That- <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um The Undertaker? We're looking for fake Undertaker. The question, no, it's Undertaker. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> looking for just incredible actually. <laughs> bobin What was Brock Lesnar's special move at WrestleMania 32?
2: Special WrestleMania, move. His special move at WrestleMania 32. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and play this thing straight with the F5. Okay, Paris, do you want a chance? He's he failed horribly.
1: 32. Did he try the shooting star press again?
0: That is correct, sir. Fuck that no. is correct.
2: What? No! That's, what it says. Says. <laughs> That's bullshit! <laughs> that was WrestleMania 19! What the fuck?
0: fuck? The card says... When he biffed it, it was <laughs> 19.
2: Shit! <laughs> do you want to watch the match? <laughs> From 32, yeah. I would love to, yeah. where he hit probably seven F5s. Yeah, let's watch but it. it was, was a special finisher. move. It wasn't his yeah. finisher or anything. It was, a,
1: it was a special moment for him. Yeah, he
2: didn't have to use it. He just had it. Was it was special. In arsenal. <laughs> I'm so mad right now. It's like everyone <laughs> listening knows the quiz was wrong. This isn't just a me thing where I'm like, no, 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 no. That is clearly wrong, but okay, fine. We'll keep going.
1: Special. When- the key word was special.
2: Shut up, Paris.
0: What is the rock's real name? This is me, right? Oh, is you? Okay, too. That's, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I stole. Yeah, that's right. So okay, it's on okay, me. She has to tie the game with Dwayne Johnson. That is correct. Tie game, because Bowman could not remember a simple thing. I guess shooting us. How do you comment on wrestling, sir? How do you come to commentary if you don't know moves? I don't know. <laughs> nah.
2: <laughs> I know moves and histories and dates and all that stuff. And that was WrestleMania nineteen. He didn't hit I'm the open. shooting star press at
1: WrestleMania nineteen, notably. He
2: sure didn't. I was there for that too. No, he if his intention was to drive his head into Kurt Angle's rib cage, nailed it. Which actually is a
0: better use of that move.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, <so>. Well, Darby <laughs> Allen did it at uh fucking uh Revolution to to Matt Hardy. Drove his head right into that rib cage. Devastating.
0: Bowman. She's yes, known as Page. What's her real name? Saraya Knight. Paris
1: uh I thought that was correct so
0: Soraya Jade bevis is what it says uh, oh, that's yep. correct. Duran, just that's, that's correct, yeah. a wrestling yeah. name
2: yeah it's the wrestling family yeah
0: yeah mr Paris uh yes. <laughs> you don't know this cause is made but who's the current fact in a woman's champion
2: Yes. <laughs> Oh, this is good stuff.
0: Okay. And I will, okay. I will, I will some say context right clues If
2: right you, now. You, no, 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 we don't. If you get this correct, I will retire from quizzes for two months. I will not compete.
0: Oh, shit. Wow.
2: Okay. You can call Clive okay. if
0: you want. If you want to call Clive, you can help okay. me. Clive I will shave right my head 5 if you get this right. What better
1: time to wake him up than no? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Context clues. Okay, so we've talked about 2017, we've talked about 2016. I'm gonna guess that this quiz was written around that time. Um, oh, fuck, he's
2: logicing it. I'm worried now.
0: <laughs> Beautiful minding it up right to speak. Sasha Banks.
2: Bowman, do you want to take a guess? You got it wrong. Uh, the current women's champion at that point is... Smackdown women's champion. Smackdown women's champion. Carmella. Incorrect. It was Natalia. What? I don't think. Okay. I think we could have guessed for another fifteen <laughs> yeah, minutes. No, <laughs> <have>
0: <laughs> you don't remember that? Rain? Okay, okay, it's on you. Uh, May Young, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bowman. Yes, sir. Emmanuel Alejandro Rodriguez is known as Callisto. In which country was he born? Mexico. Mr. Paris, do you want to take a
1: guess? Damn it. Ooh, in which country he was born. Um, Hmm. Guatemala.
0: United States of America, boys. I was going (laughs) to say, probably U.S. Shit. (laughs) You damn it. (laughs) Mr. Paris, Mm -hmm. which two wrestlers make up the Usos? Uh, Jimmy and Jay, both surnamed Uso. That is correct, Bowman. I'm sorry, you're down a point now. It's just got four questions left. Bowman's gonna come back into it. Um,
2: uh, yeah.
0: He became WWE champion in 2017. What is his name? <laughs>
2: oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> is that like the first time. <sighs> Fuck. Okay. Now
0: you did tell me it's a visual medium, but I can't show you the picture because we can't do that. So there's a picture
2: you don't get to see. <laughs> uh. Oh, okay. I'm just. All right. This now this makes a whole lot more sense. Wait a minute. Okay, I think I might be able to get this. Get the sunglasses in a reflection for the picture. (laughs) All right. I don't think. Ooh. I don't think. AJ won the title his first year, which was 2016 but he definitely was the champion at some point and he won i think right before survivor series because he got to beat brock lesnar and i think that might have been his first reign oh god this is a fucking i could spin around in circles here i'm gonna go aj styles no natalia okay uh mr paris do you want to take a guess
1: Ooh. um okay uh
0: seth rollins Another kind of Natalia-esque an answer here. Uh, it was Jinder Mahal. Jinder, fuck!
2: Because <laughs> of course that's remarkable. Why? Yeah. Okay. And I mentioned Jinder Mahal. Mr. My Bears. AJ Styles logic. Shit, I was close. All right. Anyway, Damn, <laughs> Mr. Bears again. One of these open interpretation. What is The Rock's special move? <laughs> <laughs> now this one's even worse because both of them at one point yeah. were his signature move, yeah, and I both know, of them it was were his finisher. finisher. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say the People's Elbow. Correct. Oh, Bowman's on it. the ropes now. <laughs> <laughs> I, was sat, I was waiting for that hot tag going. to the rock bottom. <laughs>
0: Mr. Bowman, Baron Corbin is a former NFL player. True or false? True. He played for the Arizona Cardinals. That is correct. We're getting close down to the wire. Mr. Paris, Alexander Wolfe is part of which NXT tag team duo? Uh, sanity. Correct. Damn it. Mr. Bowman, this is just for pride now. You've lost. Yes. There is no pride left, so let's just fold it out. Okay, what is it? What is John Cena famous for wearing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. He is famous for oh, taking man. off his shirt
2: uniquely. Have you seen that? No. Oh, he's got a weird... Yeah, now that you mention yeah. it. Every single time he's taken off his shirt is flowing through my head all at once. And I'm like, yeah, that is weird. Uh, <laughs> It's like fucking looking at the bulletin board and usual suspects. Um <laughs> I'm gonna go with I'm going with the jorts, not the brightly colored shirts. I'm going with the jorts, and if this is a hat, i w I'm gonna flip out. So I'm going jorts. Uh, denim shorts. We're not looking for jorts, just denim shorts or let's say. I'd also like to that's kindly that's remind you that WrestleMania nineteen was the shooting star press. It would have been a tie. So it's a lot of this is bullshit.
0: If, yeah, if, if, you know, you can prove to me he didn't in his head once think about the shooting star press during that match, then I'll, then I'll call it a tie. <laughs> we got to get Brock Lesnar on the podcast to ask
2: him, did you ever yeah. once think about using the shooting star press? And if he, you know what, and if he says, yes, I did, that was my special <laughs> move, I'll I'll walk away from this and be like, yeah, sure. All right. Hey, man, I was wrong.
0: <laughs> well done, Mike Paris. The defeat of Bowman is complete.
2: <laughs> Congratulations. And I just feel like, uh, I don't know. Thank maybe you very much. It, Ending the show at uh, at this point, but we got a couple little tiny pieces of uh, this week in wrestling history. If you guys got a sec, let's do it. What we're gonna do right here is go back, way back, back into time. One, two, three. All right, so a pretty eventful week, as always, in wrestling history. Uh, 2013, TNA. Bully Ray defeated Jeff Hardy for the TNA World Heavyweight title in the main event steel cage at TNA Lockdown. In the process, he was shockingly revealed as the leader, the president of the Aces and Aids, Huh? Aces and Aids, remember? Good times. Good times in wrestling. Not really. <laughs> yeah, no, Yeah. 2014 on WWE Raw, the famous Occupy Raw segment took place. Daniel Bryan took over the program by filling the ring with genuine fans from the crowd spouting sporting his shirt and chanting yes, yes, yes. He refused to empty the ring and let the show carry on until the authority agreed to grant him a match with Triple H at WrestleMania 30, with the winner getting into the WWE title match. Pretty dope segment, yeah? Same
0: was dope, but this reminds me of how like tedious the authority was. Especially compared to like the corporation was fun. Authority no. <laughs> yeah, hated them. Hated Kane taking those fucking
2: knees, <laughs> dropping to a knee, taking every move in his pants. <laughs> and uh, we mentioned them before. Nineteen ninety-six, Stone Cold or Steve Austin debuted his new Stone Cold gimmick at a WWF Raw taping in San Antonio, uh, defeating Savio Vega in a uh, countout. Yeah, so Stone Vigo, Cold I think, Steve said he Austin.
0: hated Texas, and that was what, <laughs> That's what it brought <laughs> the whole thing. I
2: was the ringmaster a few minutes ago, <laughs> but if you hate Texas, guess what? I'm now Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, speaking of Stone Cold, 2002 on an episode of Raw from Detroit, Michigan, the NWO Hollywood Hogan, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock in a handicap match. This would be the only time Hogan and Austin were in the same match in a WWE ring. For me like Hogan's biggest thing he
0: did Was let Brock Lesnar like bear hug him To make him bleed Like that to me is like the best thing he did For the
2: next generation Like that really was a a cool moment Oh it was fucking It was great Uh, 2005, for the first time since December 1991, Shawn Michaels teamed up with Marty Jannetty to bring the Rockers back together. The one-off match on Monday Night Raw saw the duo defeat La Resistance, Sylvain Grenier, and Rob Conway, and featured a number of classic Rockers spots. La Resistance deserved better. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 2008 Vince McMahon was awarded a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame at the ceremony McMahon thanked fans and wrestlers before saying I already know I'm a star I'm the biggest star of all time what? yeah sure you know you sure. can just buy those things right? you can just buy what? Hollywood... yeah
1: yeah really? like you need a modicum of credibility away... but if you can okay, fundraise it like, like when... $50,000 or
2: something like when someone finally gets some it's like 10 or 12 years after they, like, deserve it. Like, for Vince McMahon to get one in 2008, when he's been doing what he's been doing for so long, is staggering to me. And the last little uh, tidbit from wrestling history... 2011. Sting retained the TNA World Heavyweight title against Jeff Hardy in the main event of TNA Victory Road for the Impact Zone in Orlando. The match was laced with controversy, as Hardy was very clearly in no condition to perform. Rather than cancel the match or replace Hardy, TNA decided to put Hardy in the ring for a short match. Overwhelming critical reaction followed from all quarters. That was the one where Sting... Scorpion death dropped him and then force pinned him in two seconds and the crowd was chanting bullshit and Sting is on the ramp. I agree. I agree. It is. Wild, wild moment in like wrestling history. Bischoff had to come
1: out, right? And call it for them? Yeah. Yeah. So he comes into the ring and says he's going to hit you with the Scorpion death drop and then you're going to take the fall. And then this is all going to be over.
2: Yeah, it was insane and wild the fact that they even like let him out there. They got like... Really, really attacked from all from all sides for even allowing him to go in the ring. I know Sting was super pissed about it apparently. So yeah. Um, but hopefully now, all these years later, he's got everything uh got everything together. So welcome back, Jeff Hardy. Uh they're coworkers again. again. They are. Let's see a rematch. Oh, <laughs> imagine it. Sting, <laughs> Jeff Hardy, dynamite. This time he's gonna settle the score. So yeah. That closes the book on another episode of NEW Wrestle Nation. You can follow us on Twitter at NEW Pod, And be sure to also follow the Nation Extreme Wrestling account at NEW Wrestling Inc. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. If you're on iTunes, do us a favor. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Helps with our metrics. And we appreciate hearing from you. So, yeah. That's all for this week. Uh, Stanchion, Wyatt not award-winning journalist. Anything to say on our way out the door? Uh, no. Just, uh, you're welcome for me being on the show. Awesome. Uh, Architect Mike Paris, anything to say on the way out the door?
1: I got three words for you. Shooting star press. It's
0: true. It's a
2: special move. And I got two, uh, we got a word and then a number, uh, Wrestlemania 19. (laughs) I'm Jay Bowman. We'll see you next week on WrestleNation.